Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One of the nice things about having this podcast and more generally having an online presence is you can have this little time capsule to look back on and have that insight to where you were at a given point in time, which of course you could do even without an online presence, even just looking back at journals or pictures. But since I've shared so much of my journey on this podcast specifically here with you all, I would say in a more intimate way than I have anywhere else online, we can collectively go back and see the evolution together and see some of the themes we discuss so much here on the podcast playing out in real time. So obviously in this episode, we'll be looking at the evolution of my character to observe and reflect upon, but a lot of the reflections I'm going to share may apply to your situation in a different way. And, you know, I'm going to zoom out a little bit after sharing each of my reflections and sort of the updates on this year and share more general lessons that I've taken away from everything that's happened. So this could be a fun time to look back at your journey too, if that feels like something that you want to do, which it may not. Sometimes I really like to just focus on the forward momentum And I don't always like looking back, to be honest. So, you know, that's okay too. Maybe you just want to listen along and hear some updates from my journey, or maybe you do want to have a look back at your own year. But either way, that's kind of what we'll be exploring in this episode. And after looking back and revisiting the desires and the identity I was moving towards at the beginning of the year, so the beginning of 2023, there are some things that have manifested in ways that have surprised me and expanded me and honestly reaffirmed my desire to approach reality with this open-mindedness and willingness to be shown something different and for things to work out even when they feel inaccessible or even impossible in that moment. At the same time, there are some things and some themes that I'm still stuck on that have been more challenging than I expected or have continued to show up repeatedly throughout the year as points of tension in my reality. A lot of cycles and themes kind of repeatedly emerging in sort of different ways throughout the year. So we'll talk about and explore both sides of the spectrum and 
I do think it's important for me to be honest about, again, that whole spectrum of my experience because even though my reality has expanded so much in the last few years, I've been able to actualize things that at one point felt impossible and, you know, I have this building trust with myself and with reality and with the opportunity available. I despite that, still do really get stuck on certain things. And as we'll discuss in this episode, I would say there's one big theme for me, and I've kind of explored that a bit in different themes. You know, I still have days and weeks and even months of not being able to access that connection with my belief or that open-mindedness and times where I feel bogged down and defeated by certain aspects of my reality. But, you know, more and more I'm trying to approach these periods with less judgment to not see them as, you know, an obstacle and to understand that it's okay for my belief and my overall energy and emotions and mood and all these things to fluctuate. So looking at the lower periods kind of in a more cyclical way, looking at them like I would look at seasons versus something that I need to fight against. And also seeing these low periods or lower periods as opportunities to recalibrate and refocus and just keep moving forward because that's all I know how to do. And, you know, I've reached a point where I have enough proof to continue living life with an overall attitude that it can be fun and playful and enjoyable and expansive and you know that I do deserve these things that they're available to me I have too much proof of these things and you know too much belief in this way of living to allow periods of discomfort to stop me from expanding in that direction. So, you know, we will talk about those periods, but I want the overall message of this episode to be that I am by no means sharing this with the message that, you know, I'm giving up, I'm completely abandoning this journey or whatever it may be. And, you know, sometimes I do need reminding of that, and maybe you do too. So if this year hasn't been the best in different ways, if you've felt defeated or stuck or stagnant, frustrated, or even maybe hopeless, maybe this can be an opportunity to take a pause and hit the reset button and to know that even if you've had an experience for the past little while that has felt really uncomfortable, it doesn't mean anything about your future or it doesn't have to. You know, we can still have a new experience and make a new choice and be surprised and move in a new direction. And I find that hard to connect with when I'm, you know, deeply in some sort of pattern or feeling really stuck. But I've been shown time and time again that, you know, reality can and almost always does shift and evolve and continues to transform and present itself differently. So there's the invitation for this episode. Now let's dive into my time capsule. Let's start off with the high notes from this year. Now, 
I recorded a few episodes at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, where I articulated a number of themes that I was focusing on and, you know, different aspects of the identity or character I was moving towards and working on embodying. And you guys have probably heard me talk like a broken record about money and career on this podcast as a theme that I've been shifting my relationship to. And I'll give an update on that. But for whatever reason, in May of this year, I felt a serious shift happening where two new themes came into my awareness and began to take form as desires. So those themes were family and house. And I talked about them a little bit more in an episode called Entering a New Era and Not Getting the Ick Towards Former Versions of You. So I want to play you a little snippet from that episode because I was listening to it recently and I forgot that I had said this in the episode, but I was like, wow, that is wild. So this is from that episode. I've been really feeling pulled to start a family at some point in the next couple of years, which I've always wanted to do, but I've never really known when. Also, house and home. I'm not sure how I'll get there, but I'm opening up to seeing how that could happen. So you heard it here first. That's kind of the next evolution, let's hope. Now, I did go into a little bit more detail in that episode, so if you're curious, I will leave the link to the episode in the show notes but obviously very shortly after we found out that we were pregnant and then a couple months after that we bought our first home and it's actually kind of wild because like I said that episode came out in May and I believe the exact day that I released the episode was May 5th and then when you get your first ultrasound at least when I did, they tell you exactly how far along you are, so how many weeks and days, and then you can kind of look back and determine what that would have made your conception date, which in our case was May 8th, so literally three days after I put out that episode. And obviously you heard me say that I was open to, or Jamie and I, I should say, we were open to that chapter starting in the next couple of years, which you may have deduced means that it was a bit of a surprise and it happened much faster than expected. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons why it happened. I've talked about this a couple of times in different episodes or online where I had my IUD removed, not necessarily with the intent of immediately getting pregnant, but just because I wanted to, you know, get more in tune with my cycles. I wanted to, you know, just hormonally get back to sort of a balanced place and you know I didn't have a period for five years during that time when I was on the IUD so I just felt like I wanted to have a period again and experience a cycle again and be able to get a little bit more connected to that but you know I was using an app to track that and obviously it's not 100% accurate when your cycle is irregular which mine was so I wasn't even really aware that I was ovulating and you know with all of that said although it was a surprise 
Obviously, I had said that I was open to it, as was Jamie. We had had those conversations prior to me recording that episode about, hey, maybe we are ready for this in the next year or so. But it happened a lot quicker than expected. It wasn't a panicked thing at all. We were immediately very excited and it just accelerated things very quickly. So, you know, sometimes you can't plan the timing on these things. And of course, that's one part of what I had articulated in the episode. And the other part was the desire to own a home. And this was something that I didn't really have any interest in prior to having this realization about wanting a family in the next couple of years. It just sort of began to feel like a logical add-on. So I was, you know, beginning to think about a vision for our future family as I do anytime I have a new desire. And I kept seeing a home and just seeing having space to host our families, especially since at the time we were both a flight away from each of our families. So when I recorded that, I mentioned that I was really unsure of how that would all work out because owning a home just felt like one of those really lofty, distant, and quite frankly, impossible objectives at the time. Because the two desires kind of felt like they went hand in hand and I didn't anticipate that we would get pregnant as soon as we did. The house piece when I put it out there was very much just one of those things that was like I'm just gonna put this out into the world but I completely kind of forgot about it and it just didn't feel urgent until of course we found out we were pregnant. So Obviously, a lot happened in between those two points where fast forward to September, we ended up buying our first house. And what's interesting to me is that when I recorded this episode and I said, you know, I don't see how this could ever happen and, you know, went into a bit more detail about my feeling of doubt, I was thinking about one specific scenario. So our ability to buy a house in Vancouver, because that's where I thought we'd live indefinitely. And if you know what house prices are like in Vancouver, you can understand and appreciate probably why that felt like such a distant and unattainable goal at the time. But with the information I had at the time of recording that episode, I also couldn't have conceptualized what the prospect of living so far away from both of our families as we went through that journey would be like until we were actually faced with that reality. So I feel like getting pregnant is one of the few things in my life that has almost immediately changed my priorities. And I couldn't have anticipated that prior to actually being pregnant. So, you know, if you've been following along the journey, you know that our plans evolved pretty quickly, I will say, within those couple of months of finding out we were pregnant. And we decided to move back to Ontario, where my family is, and where we live, 
the cost of houses is much, much lower. So much so that we probably could have bought a 600 square foot apartment in Vancouver for what we could buy a three bedroom home where we live now. So again, I was thinking about it in one way, which makes sense why I felt like it was so impossible at the time. And I would have never planned to have moved back here. Like that wasn't my plan until we were actually in that experience. So let's summarize what this whole journey so far has taught me. Number one, something may not feel possible or may even feel way out of reach when we look at it from one specific perspective or one point in time. With the mindset that I had and all of the information and data that I had at the time, there was no way that that was going to actualize anytime soon, at least not the house piece. And I think it can feel uncomfortable to think about the fact that I may be limited by my perspective or experience with something, but the flip side of it can be kind of liberating and expansive. The realization that I can only really see things the way I see them, but Of course, there is an infinite number of ways to see something or for something to unfold. And it's actually okay to not be able to perceive all of those infinite ways because that would be so overwhelming. And we just have the perspective that we have and we can recognize that it's influenced by our past, by our beliefs, by narratives that have been passed down to us. But it's not the whole picture. And I think it's okay for things to be surprising and to work out in an unexpected way. Sometimes I think I know best and I want things to work out in such a way because it feels comfortable for me to be in control and for things to be predictable. But ultimately then that becomes very limiting and some may even say boring. I recorded an episode once called Copy and Paste Your Own Success, You Are the Blueprint. And in that episode, I talked about how I've looked at different things that I desired that later manifested in my life, especially things that once felt impossible. And I reflected on themes and patterns from those experiences and asked myself what that could teach me about you know, the current thing that I was desiring. And one takeaway that I shared in that episode is that things have always worked out slightly and sometimes vastly different than I expected, but almost always better. So I may have conceptualized a vision for how something is going to look in my mind and maybe the way that I get there or the exact details aren't what I expected. But again, it's almost always better because it incorporates something surprising and that experience is always very expansive. So I'll give an example. Okay, so if you didn't know, I grew up in a province called Ontario and 
after I graduated university, I had this desire to move to British Columbia, specifically to Vancouver. And for a period of time, I was trying to make it work and it was really frustrating and it didn't feel possible because I was really broke and I didn't know anyone there and I wasn't having any luck finding a job and it just felt really frustrating and like I wasn't getting anywhere and I felt really defeated by that. Now, around the same time, a couple of other desires floating around were to have a more flexible and mobile career, so probably something remote. And I also was looking for a relationship at the time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, things ended up happening in a completely different order than I expected, but in the span of about a year, I met and got into a relationship with Jamie, who I later discovered also had the objective of moving to British Columbia to be a ski instructor, and I also landed a remote job during that time so I could take it with me and it alleviated a lot of the stress I was feeling around getting a job. And, you know, when I was so entangled and obsessive about the desire to move to Vancouver, it felt like nothing was happening. And like I said, I just was extremely frustrated and discouraged and I didn't think or I didn't see how I could get to that point. And because of that feeling of frustration and just a deep feeling that like I was missing something, it wasn't getting anywhere and I was just kind of spinning my wheels trying to make it work, 
I took a step back and honestly just kind of forgot about it for a bit. And interestingly, that's when things began to kind of take shape in a new way that, again, was so much better in many ways than I could have planned for or expected. So, you know, what ended up happening was Jamie and I moved to Vancouver together. And like I said, I had a remote job at the time that made me feel a lot more secure with that move. And it was just great because I had this new relationship and we got to experience it together. And it was an incredible experience. So when I initially identified that desire of moving to Vancouver, there were pieces of the puzzle that just were not complete yet and that I couldn't conceptualize when I was thinking about it from that perspective. And it felt more impossible than it did exciting and expansive. And whether or not you connect with this idea of reality creation or manifestation, Maybe look at everything I've ever shared here as a coincidence or something like that. My takeaway is that I've always had better luck when I've been able to recognize that the energy and perspective I'm bringing to a certain area of my life is actually counterproductive or at the very least unenjoyable. And after recognizing that and sometimes hitting a rock bottom with a certain desire or just feeling so frustrated and nothing's working, creating actually a little bit of space between me and whatever that thing I desire is. Because again, I can recognize that the way I'm connecting with it, the way I'm relating to it is not helping the situation. And again, at the very least is very unpleasant. And in the case of a baby and a home, This actually reaffirmed that belief for me and that lesson for me because there wasn't a great deal of urgency or daily thought that I was putting into these things whatsoever. So it's almost like I couldn't interfere at all because there was not a great deal of expectation on my part for them to happen on a certain timeline. And that isn't necessarily true for different things like moving to Vancouver and having a specific expectation for that to happen on a certain timeline and thinking about it every single day and just feeling that sense of frustration. It was like, in this case, I wasn't touching those things and I wasn't interfering. And so what I'm trying to say here is that in most cases, getting uninvolved or removing my energy from some dynamic, whether that's thinking about something or making a lot of decisions about something, when I don't perceive it to be going in a direction I desire or I don't perceive it to be happening, for example, fast enough, that is really challenging for me because I like to be in control. And I also sometimes notice myself identifying with the belief That if I'm not actually physically doing something and involving myself through action in a given domain, nothing will happen. So in the Vancouver, moving to Vancouver example, if I'm not looking for jobs in Vancouver every single day, if I'm not looking for apartments every single day, this move is never going to happen. And I feel like I just have to be super involved in actualizing every single thing in my life. So I haven't really established 
a strong level of trust with something outside of myself, like a God or the universe, for example, that I can really lean into in those times that I really know I need to let go of some of that control. And this is kind of a separate aside, but sometimes that does make me envious of people who have a lot of faith and feel comfortable in the belief that they're supported or that things may be playing out on some other level. I haven't necessarily consistently been able to connect with that, but I can still appreciate that when I look at all of the things that have materialized, manifested, there has always been this same sort of pattern that the more I uninvolve myself, especially when it's something that I feel a lot of emotion or frustration or you know angst about, when I remove myself, it creates a lot more space for things to happen and for things to unfold in unexpected but often really amazing, beautiful ways. And again, just to reiterate, these two examples of baby and home are the perfect examples of what that looks like when I, from the start, was not involved really at all and wasn't actively thinking about it and just how quickly that all happened. You don't have to believe in manifestation or reality creation Regardless of that, I just think it's very interesting and my mindset in so many ways over that period changed a lot. Now, going back to this idea though of finding it hard to become uninvolved in a certain theme in our lives and feeling frustrated or stagnant, that kind of segues into my next theme, which you've all heard me discuss many times here, which is career. Now, interestingly, when I recorded that Entering a New Era episode, I talked about how I felt pretty good with things career-wise and that it sort of felt like I went into a maintenance phase there. Now, we're about to get very honest here and I honestly don't know what happened after I recorded that episode because things just felt like they took a turn the second half of the year and you know it may not look like it to you on the outside but internally the second half of the year from a career perspective maybe from about July until now has felt like a flop era you know on the whole this was a really positive year for me income wise I had a lot of growth and a lot more stability on an income level but I've mentioned before that one thing that really impacts me and that I can become really obsessive over is analytics and metrics, how things are performing. And for the second half of this year, almost all of my social media channel metrics dropped. And not long after I announced my pregnancy, I actually started to steadily lose followers and engagement on TikTok and Instagram and even my podcast downloads started to decline which you know I think is to be expected because it's a completely new chapter for me and one that I understand many people may not be interested in and it is also possible that it's just a timing thing and it's a complete coincidence and that the two aren't really related but regardless 
what I've recognized about myself through this experience and what I've talked about in the History is Repeating Itself episode is that this closeness with which my livelihood and my likability and approval from others are linked is just something that has been truthfully very confronting for me at times. I don't think anyone likes to feel that sense of rejection, but when it's amplified in your reality in the way it is mine, and maybe you haven't fully healed from certain experiences, even if you thought you did, it can just be hard. And I want to just be transparent with you on that because I never want to give off the impression that it's all good and easy and fun 100% of the time. I feel very grateful for the position that I'm in, for this career path even being a possibility. And on the whole, like I said, I am very happy and it's been the best outlet for my creativity and to connect with you all but sometimes I struggle with that especially being so deeply connected as I said to my analytics and with the ups and downs being on display for the world to see and then to see that drop when you are entering a new chapter that you're really excited about and that you just want to share but then you kind of start to question that because you notice such a drastic change in the performance when you do. But I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that all I really know how to do is move forward and to learn from certain experiences because not every chapter is going to be easy and fun. And, you know, there are going to be these times and I don't want to allow those times to inform my overall feeling about you know, myself, my self-worth, my self-image or whatever it may be. So on a brighter note, I want to share a couple of things. Number one, I have felt discouraged and frustrated and even hopeless about things in the past and they've turned around beautifully as I've stuck by myself and maintained my belief in myself and you know, new opportunities for my reality. So one example of this would be when I was truly down in the dumps for years about dating, I got to this kind of point where I was like, I don't know if I'll meet someone. I don't know if I'll ever be happy in a relationship. Maybe I'm just destined to either be alone or just be in these really unhealthy dynamics for the rest of my life or just settle. And During that time, I had like a crumb of belief. I don't think that's the right saying. I think there's a saying that I'm trying to get to here, but I don't know what it is. I had a small glimmer of hope at the time that I could meet that person, that I could be in a relationship, in a healthy, expansive, loving relationship. And I held on to that. I grew that belief. I journaled over and over and over again, telling myself not to settle, telling myself not to give up. And I actually shared that whole journey in an episode as well. It's called, I believe it's a coffee chats episode and it's called dating and relationships part one. I think that's the one. But yeah, I always remember that, that These feelings are temporary and they're uncomfortable for sure, 
But the discomfort I feel isn't dangerous and it doesn't mean that I need to give up on myself. In fact, I actually find that the more I grow, I learn just how important it is to find ways to navigate discomfort and to self-regulate and to not self-abandon, you know, when I'm feeling uncomfortable. Another takeaway is that while the outward manifestation of certain aspects of my career have triggered feelings of rejection at times, so seeing my numbers go down, I have actually still maintained a connection with my desired reality character and I've continued to show up as her. I still have a lot of confidence in myself, in my abilities, in what I feel I'm here to do and I look at just how much my self-expression and creativity has evolved this year, how much I've given myself permission to play and experiment, to let things go, to try new things, to putting myself out there in different ways. And honestly, sometimes it feels so hard to celebrate that and to focus on that when the outward reality sometimes feels like it hasn't quite lined up. And for me, that can lead to this sort of downward spiral where I start to fixate and self-censor and essentially revert back to that version of myself who just feels desperate for belonging and like she needs to work really hard to fit in and you know, be someone that she's not, which is the complete opposite direction of what I set out to do in my career, which is to build my character around the core values of freedom and self-expression and ease and magnetic abundance. So not having to try so hard to, you know, find my, my place in this world and not having to push so hard for people to see my value and all of these things that when I revert back to that version of myself, I'm kind of doing the exact opposite of what I, again, set out to do. The last thing that I'll mention is the vision that I established for myself and my career is deeply important to me. And it's deeply connected to my core values. And because of that, while it may shift and evolve, I'm committed to it. I'm deeply committed to it. Even though sometimes it feels impossible or, you know, it contradicts past experiences that I've had. And what I'm beginning to realize is maybe my lesson for this year is to not place so many conditions on myself. So sometimes it feels like I'm telling myself, you know, you're only allowed to approach your career or reality in general in this fun, playful, free, expansive, expressive, authentic way if everything looks good on the outside. Otherwise, you need to self-edit. So maybe that is what this year has taught me, is as cheesy as it sounds, a lesson in unconditional love. And going back to that experience I shared last week of being excluded socially as a young kid, I often wish I could go back and tell that version of myself not to change, you know, to be myself and to know that I would connect with the right people and friends and find a sense of belonging. So maybe as I feel this trigger coming back into my life, 
I'm being asked to do the same. And again, going back to the idea that I am the blueprint and I can look at other areas of life where the desire is lining up and learn from that. Maybe the lesson here is to, as we discussed earlier, take a step back, give it some space, allow things to materialize in unexpected ways and to be open to new possibilities and seeing where that takes me. That is a challenge for me, especially as it relates to aspects of my security, my sense of security, and that are connected to, you know, my financial well-being, for example. It's hard for me to do that, but I'm starting to feel like it's more necessary to create some space. And that doesn't mean I'm walking away. It just means that I want to shift my relationship to it. And so here I am again, putting it out there, opening up my reality to see what new direction my career could take on this year and understanding that I don't know exactly how things will unfold, but I really am open-minded and I'm ready to be surprised and expanded. So again, you heard it here first. Let's see where this goes. So that is it for my 2023 year in review. I hope you enjoyed. I know not everything was bright and positive, but a lot of it was. And on the whole, I am so happy and excited for this next chapter. I can hardly believe that it's all happening so fast, especially with the pregnancy. I'm literally about to have a whole new experience and who knows what that will change. I can't possibly conceptualize what that next chapter is going to involve because I truly have nothing to compare it to. So thanks for being here and thanks for being along for the ride. In case you're curious, I am planning on pre-recording a bunch of podcast content so that you know, when we do have the baby and I do intend to take some time off, there isn't a gap in podcasts. So I, that's the plan. I'm really hoping I can keep up with that. There may be a bit more of a pause that you see on other forms of social media, but that's okay. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for being here and I'll see you guys next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 